What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroon and if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review because we are posting episodes every Tuesday and sometimes even Thursday or Friday. We like to do double weeks, but as of right now, we have them every Tuesday, first thing in the morning for you. It really all depends on when it decides to come out via our distribution and everything else. Anyways, on this week's episode, we are chatting with Kelsey Mitchell. Kelsey Mitchell is a part of the Canadian national team uh, on the track, and she is the current world record holder in the 200 meter uh, time trial for sprint cycling. If you're not familiar with the 200 meter, it is a seating event for the sprinters on the track. It's essentially three laps of a wind up into a 200 meter effort, full gas sprint. So Kelsey recently got that 200 meter record in Cochabamba, Bolivia during the Pan American Championship. She took that to a 10.154, shaving over 0.2 from previous record holder, Christina Vogel of a 10.384 which was set in Aguas Calientes, Mexico in 2013. Anyways, we sit down with Kelsey and we chat about how she got into the sport of cycling because she hasn't been in it for long, so for her to get a few Pan American Championships out of the way and a world record out of the way in such a little amount of time, I was curious of where she comes from, where it all started and how it all happened. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, and let's dive into it. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to give a huge shout out to this week's sponsor, and that is Shammy Butter. It is that time of season again, and it is getting super cold, and you are going to need imbrication, and Shammy Butter has it for you. They even have it in two different heats. They have it in a warm and a hot, which really will give you that perfect temperature for your legs and keeping your legs warm, your skin warm for those cold and wet conditions. So be sure to check that out at shamibutter.com that's c-h-a-m-o-i-s-b-u-t-t-r.com that's shamibutter.com and yeah there's no reason for you to be cold this winter uh just make sure you embro up and uh get out on the road hey guys welcome back to another episode of coffee and van chats i'm sitting here with kelsey kelsey mitchell we literally just practiced <laughs> me not screwing it up and she's like yeah it's a tough name i literally just botched it but uh but anyways, she's a Sprint World Record holder, and she's from Canada, and she makes really funny videos, and that's why I like her, and that's why I follow her. Um, but yeah, let's dive into it. So let's let's talk athletic background. Like, how did you even get into track cycling in the first place? Yeah, uh, track cycling. Um, I knew literally nothing about it, except for that it was in the Olympics about three years ago. Um, I played soccer my entire life, university soccer, um, finished my post-secondary and then kind of had a little midlife crisis, wasn't sure what the next step in life was. Um, then I attended an event called RBC Training Grounds and basically an Olympic combine where they test an athlete's um, power, endurance, strength and speed. Um, and then there's a variety of national sport organizations that can then see your results and then reach out to you if they want to pursue you. Um, in that sport and so cycling Canada was very interested and they reached out and um, did some testing on me and then got me on the track and thought I had some potential and invested in me and fast forward two and a half years later and qualified for the Olympics and yeah Jesus insane okay so where do you like 
like when you get that phone call, like, I mean, cause me, I was, a, I was, you know, football player and wrestler. Like if you were to tell me that I'd be wearing spandex and shaving my legs, you know, a couple of years from then, I would have looked at you like you were nuts. So when you got that phone call from uh, Cycling Canada, kind of like, what was your vibe? What, what were you feeling? Um, yeah, cycling wasn't a sport that I did at all. Um, yeah. I played a lot of running sports. So the only time I was on a bike was if I was injured, I was on a stationary bike and I was miserable because I wasn't able to run or like play my sport. Um, so I mean, I went into this program like with a completely open mind. I was like, this is my last shot of playing sports at the next level and potentially going to the Olympics. And I was like open to anything. And so even having a sport being interested in me, I was pumped and jumped to the opportunity. What, like, what was your goal in soccer originally? Like, like, did you have, were you, was your goal to go to the Olympics? Uh, my goal, I grew up in a place called Fort McMurray. Um, and yeah. it's, not that small of a town. I don't know if you've heard of it. You might have heard of it. But it's five hours north of the capital of Alberta. So it's quite north in Canada. Anyways, um, my goal, I guess, was a little bit smaller. And I really wanted to play for the University of Alberta. Okay. That was my goal. Um, and I accomplished it, and I was pumped about that. But I saw the Olympics, and I'm like, whoa, to play for Team Canada like in soccer would be so sick. But once you pass, like, 16 and you're not – being seen or scouted, um, there's a very small chance that you'll make it into the national soccer team. Um, so yeah, my goals were to make the University of Alberta team, and I did accomplish that. But once I finished, I was just, I was just hungry for more. I wasn't done. So that's rad. And so, and so now, not only are you possibly going to the Olympics, but you're going to the Olympics with a world record. Like, what? did you even plan for that because like I remember seeing you come up through the sport and it's funny man like if you go to Canada um to race like if you're not from Canada you go to Canada to race you see these athletes who they're goofy or they're like they're new to the sport and they're really eager and they're really hyped up and then like two years from then they're like gods they're like track cycling gods it's insane and uh like one there was a junior I think it's Chris Ernest um he's young young kid but I mean I feel like I'm racing a grown man now I think I was racing him when he was like 14 or whatever and now he's like he's insane and so it's wild to see this so like for you um I think I remember seeing you uh come to a few events you might have even been at T-Town before you were like really cracking in but like you were you were just there but now you're freaking world record holder so like did you plan for that did you know it was gonna happen like you know where did that come from uh, I mean, did I plan for, I mean, I hoped for it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like Ashton, like when we left uh, the U S it was like, I'm going to get a world record. Like I, like with everything that I'm doing, like it's going to happen. Or did you just rock up? It's like, all right, my goal is to qualify first. And next thing you know, you look up at the board and there's a world record on there. Like did, did, did you see it in the day? That's kind of what I'm asking before you left Canada. Uh, I knew there was a potential. We'll mm. say that. Uh, I had competed two months before at um, Pan Am Games. Yeah. And so I had won, um, or I set the fastest time in the 200 and then um, won the sprint tournament. But uh, I knew there were like both US um, sprinters 
weren't there and then another fast Canadian wasn't there and people were saying that yeah Pan Am Games is huge but Pan Am Champs is where you get all the points so that's when people are peaking that's when everyone's gonna come in firing and I mean I I kind of have the mindset I'm gonna go and do the best I can that day and whatever happens happens and yeah I went in and I set the fastest time but I knew there was four or five more athletes to go after me who were potentially faster and so I was pumped I went and broke it, but then I was like, oh, it's a matter of time, we'll see, and then no one ended up beating it, and I still hold that uh, title, and yeah, it's pretty exciting. No, nah, yeah, that's, that's super cool. So, um, so yeah, so let's kind of dive into the team. So, uh, I, like I said, when we first started the podcast, like, these videos that you're making are hilarious. Like, I just think they're funny. <laughs> they're pretty Thank well you. put together. <laughs> like, um so what like what are you on the team are you like the team like you the jokester on the team like always happy always ready to go are you like super serious in training no yeah i'm definitely like the loud more obnoxious joking around teammate i'd say um i definitely toned it down a little no i never get into trouble it's a board game fun getting into trouble no i uh yeah i definitely when i first came like i came from team sports like all girls, but like loud, obnoxious, you know, you have the game or the pregame playlist in the locker room, everyone's just loud. And then I remember coming my first time and joining the sprint team. And like, it was just like crickets, like no one was talking and like, people had their headphones in and like locked in and focused. And I was like, this is gonna take some adjusting. But I think everyone kind of met in the middle. And like, people are louder now. And like, I play music out loud. And people I think enjoy it. And yeah, it's uh it's a different atmosphere for sure but uh i've gotten used to it for sure so do you do you get to pick your roommate on the world cups and if so who's that who's that roommate that you you strive to have every time i don't get to pick i get stuck with uh laurie and Janae every time but oh, wow. uh if i had to pick yeah i'd probably so go with her just pick her anyway okay yeah that's, that's she, uh, yeah she... in your videos i think i feel like i feel like you you gals could end up having a reality tv show on youtube <laughs> alone because she kind of seems a little quieter but you bring it out of her it seems which yeah. makes which yeah. makes it awesome and so yeah i i just love it and so one question i have is like when when cycling ends do you think you would do this like content video thing more often or do you think you're just going to go into like adult boring life <sighs> I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I everyone is kind of like, what's your five year plan? What's your ten year plan? And I'm like, my five year plan three years ago was to get a job and figure out the adult life, and it completely changed. And I'm just like so happy with how my life is right now that I like can't think yeah. past it. Yeah, no, that's 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 for sure. So, um, so diving into that, and then I guess like you know, coming into now, like what what's your goal? So in theory. 2021 um we hope you go um you know selection still has to happen i mean it's pretty chaotic right now i mean as we talked about before it's like even the athletes don't really know what's going on i doubt even the olympics really know what's going on even if the event's going to happen but what's your goal um at the olympic games obviously uh, i'm assuming that you want to go for gold but um what's what's your what's your set out goal for the olympic games no, yeah, I want silver. I think silver is what I'm uh, going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the extra year for me was a blessing, um, being yeah. late to the sport. I was just always playing catch-up. I feel like I still am, but 
I gained an extra year to like just be on the track and training and like learning how to ride the bike and be more efficient and stronger in the gym, everything. So my goal initially going into 2020 um, when the Olympics were still happening was um, to get on the podium and now going into hopefully 2021 is I want to be on the top step. So um, every day I think about it and in my mind, the Olympics is happening and that's just how it is in my head. And if it doesn't or something else happens, I'll deal with it when that comes. But right now the Olympics are happening and the goal is to uh, win a gold. For sure. So like with the, just with like COVID and everything, like, I mean, I'm assuming you guys have found out about it and then you guys are being really smart, not letting any of us crazy Americans in, especially right now, with everything that's going on in the world. Um, yeah. But like, what's, what's the COVID atmosphere like over there? Like, is it kind of back to normal? Like, do you think it'll ever get hit a sense of normalcy or how is it over there? Uh, we're hitting that second wave that they uh, were all predicting. Um, but like, we're, we have our bubble, like the sprinter bubble, like we all live here. Um, we don't travel around at all, really. I mean, we'll go home at Christmas and then probably have to isolate for a few days or something when we come back. But everyone's really good. You know, we're all wearing masks. We all had sanitize all the time. And um, the area that we're in is pretty low for COVID. And so we're just trying to keep it that way. Uh, for sure. So like you guys, so it's literally like the only people you see all day is the sprint team pretty much. Yes. I work with them. I live with them. They see us. We see each other at our best, at our worst. It's just a weird little family that just works. <laughs> Never mind. I'm pitching a new reality TV show. It's literally just going to be called <laughs> the Canadian Sprint Team House. Oh, yeah. It could be good. It could be good. <laughs> yeah, because I can see, like, you bullying Hugo. Hugo, like, trying to, like, confide in in your other roommates and yeah it's, it would be it would be perfect i think mtv would love the pitch but uh just to clarify i get bullied i am not the bully i really take the abuse 100 percent. yeah yeah why is just that so you know. because you're so i think i take it, it well uh, uh i think i take it well i think it brings people <laughs> it brings people together everyone if even if they have nothing in common they can all mutually pick on me or bully me in some way and it brings everyone together everyone's laughing and it's yeah it's a good time was, for everyone yeah you said that and it was almost like you were like slowly starting to turn into talking about it. it's like yeah it's a good time yeah i enjoy it hiding the tears yeah no. and now we'll cut so she can dry her tears um no seriously um i i used to be that guy on the uh the team pursuit squad i think i still am that guy um they can always find fun in picking on me because I'll just take it. And then it gets turned on to somebody else and then somebody else ends up getting mad and we have to shut it down for a little while. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we just always got to read it back in, <laughs> read it back in all on John, yeah. all on John. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take all the abuse. <laughs> no. So that's cool. So, um, past that, like what, and you know, I know we just talked about your five-year plan and, and this, this and that, like, do you have, do you have goals for 2024 too? And like, um, and what does, you know, do, what does that look like? Do you think you're going to go to, you, you try to shoot for Paris? That's the plan. Yeah. I, yeah. Just kind of keep yeah. going. I'm going to do this as long as I can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right on. And so are you like, are you ladies like also working with the, cause like Canada seems to be really good with their development squads um, and not, 
I don't know how to put this. It almost seems like the parents really buy into it too. Like they are trying to get as many of the juniors together. Like even like a group of parents is just trying to get like 10 juniors in a pocket to be like, all right, like all you guys are going to train together like a national team. And then that way it kind of folds in. Um, Like, but are you ladies like, because it's like two of, or it's three of you girls, right? The sprint team. Like, are you guys helping the younger generation up through any of this? Or, like, do they have you guys involved at all? Because, like, with us, they didn't have us involved at all. Like, it was, like, a separate program. Like, I didn't know any of the kids. It would have been cool to, like, help a little bit. But, yeah, we never really got yeah. asked or offered. Uh, the, like, it's tough right now with, like, the bubbles in COVID. Uh, like, they're yeah. trying to keep everyone pretty separate. Um, but, like, going through the RBC program, um, there are – athletes that have come through and are interested in cycling or cycling is interested in them and um they do show a lot of potential and i guess it just like it's already happened like an athlete has gone through that program learned how to ride a bike and was successful with it and so i think they see that and they're able to um know that it's possible and then i guess uh it hopefully in the future they'll be able to bring them in and train a little with the national team because like that's how i was brought in is uh, I showed a lot of potential and they let me do a month on the track with the team where I really shouldn't have probably been there because I was like messing up everyone's warm-up and just had no idea what I was doing but like mm. I learned so quickly and it really helped in the long run and so hopefully soon that we'll be able to bring some more in. Yeah no that's awesome and so kind of diving back into that RBC program because it seems like that's where a lot of the talent comes from. Um, were like did the conversation ever come up like like, did you get a choice? Was it like, hey, you can either be a sprinter or you can be an endurance rider? Or was it like, hey, you're, you're a sprinter. Like, enjoy. Yeah, I, like, I came from soccer and, like, I ran a lot. Like, my endurance was decent. Um, and so I was thinking endurance. And I kind of let myself go. A little, not let go, but, like, I still like to – I was an athlete who liked to eat and party. So yeah. I uh, – yeah, I wasn't built for an endurance rider at all. I wasn't really built for a sprinter either, but there was definitely more potential in that. Um, so, yeah, it was strongly encouraged that I did sprint, and I'm happy that I did. Yeah, yeah you seem to figure out, like, pretty quick if you want to ride at a high level, like, partying while cycling is not a good time. I no. I don't know why no. it is. Like, I, I feel like you can handle it. In just about any other sport, I feel like when I was playing football, when I was wrestling, like there was a sense of like, oh yeah, let's party, and then the next day we play football, whatever. Uh, maybe it's because it's a team sport, and I guess I'm not holding myself up on these small tires. I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> yeah. if you're hungover on a bike, it's not fun, not a good time. Oh yeah, no, so, not at all. I don't. It's not it, hungover is just not fun at all, especially no. like playing any sport. But I, we used to like we'd have two games on the weekend and then on Sunday night, everyone would do Sunday fun day. We drink, go out and then have class Monday and start training that evening. And it was just, that's what you did. And that was uh, the environment. And now I came here and I had to learn how to rest. And it was a very hard skill to learn. Like on the weekends, we have a completely free weekend and what are we going to do? And they're like, you rest. And I'm like, what? So I've gotten really good at watching a lot of Netflix and doing nothing. And it's definitely a skill. Well, yeah, like, and so diving into that, because like, it's, it's really funny having that conversation with somebody else that's played like a sport, you know, like besides cycling, because, sport, um, yeah. well, it's just like, it seems very well known. 
I know, but it seems very well known in the sense that like, you know, we do things the next day. Whereas like sprinters, they won't even walk to the grocery store morning of the race. Like that's like, mm-hmm. don't be on the ledge. Yeah, don't like, walk. Yeah. yeah like what, what kind doing? of, what kind of, yeah. Cause I remember my first, one of my first like Pan Ams that I went to, like I was trying to, I wanted, you know, cause everything's out of the way. Like you'll have like snacks and things like in the velodrome, which is like, behind the hotel and you know what I'm talking about it's like you have to walk and you have to go into your locker and get it all you have to walk up 10 flights of stairs to get there and I remember like one of the soigneurs or like one of the you know people that was helping the team uh one of the mechanics or whatever he's like what are you doing it's Polish big Polish man and I was like what do you mean he's like I want to get going to get some snacks and he's just like no you go to room I get your snacks I get what you need and I didn't understand it and like I was getting yelled at all week for standing for walking uh, it was the biggest deal ever. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, if I was a sprinter, I'd not be able to handle this because they're even harder on them. So, like, how was that adjustment for you uh, coming into the sport? Yeah, it, well, I just, in the Swanyard or, like, at, at racing, I'm like, oh, I'm out of water. I'm going to go get some water. And they're like, no, 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 sit. Like, I'll go get you water. I'm like, what? I can, I have two legs. I can, I'm perfectly yeah, yeah, capable of walking through sure. water. And like now I'm like, I need water. Like I'm so needy. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it, the sport comes down to a hundredth of a second and like every little thing matters. And so it's just, yeah, you, you gotta be careful with it. (laughs) Okay. Well, cool. So I got, I got one, I got two questions for you. So um, the, this question is, I guess, mainly for uh, all the ladies coming into the sport all the ladies that don't ride bikes, which I, I'm assuming if you don't ride bikes, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but I hope you are. Um, and so like somebody that's showing interest maybe into the sport, like what's your kind of feedback and kind of push to tell them to get into the sport? Cause you kind of had an unconventional way of getting into the sport in the sense of you played soccer and then you just did it. Like I'm assuming it wasn't easy because cycling can be a very tough bunch of people, especially on the track when you're messing up a warm up and you're messing up mm-hmm. everybody else's training. We can be pretty harsh. Yeah. And it's also yeah. like if you crash us, that's not a good day. So what's your kind of like words of encouragement? Maybe somebody that's trying to come into the sport, what would you have to say to them? Wow. Um yeah, cycling is a weird sport, and cyclists are a different breed of athletes for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I don't even know how to answer this question. It, it, yeah, it was really tough at the beginning, and yeah. um, I remember like doing rollers or standing starts or even a warm up. I couldn't even do the warm up with the team, and it wasn't from lack of trying. I was going all out, one hundred percent, doing my best, but I just physically couldn't spin my legs at that speed or like a standing start I'd go all out but I'd be going so slow compared to everyone else and it's just so frustrating because in other sports you're if you work hard you're able to get better at it or like quite quickly and it definitely takes a while like technique was such a big thing um and yeah people it's an individual sport and if you come from a team sport everyone's working towards a common goal where an individual sport um everyone's kind of out there for themselves and um like there's a lot like everyone's super supportive and people want you to join cycling and be involved in cycling um but you you just have to 
put yourself out there, ask the questions. Don't be afraid to get yelled at if you miss someone's warm up up or if you're asking stupid questions about gears, just ask. Cause everyone went through that. Everyone was lost at some point. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if, if cycling is something you want to try and do, um, you know, get a good chamois, number one. Don't wear <laughs> underwear under the chamois and get chamois cream, which are three things that I wasn't taught to me at the beginning, but those are key. And, yeah. um, you know, That's just where we do our chamois butter plug right there. And the fact that they yeah. need chamois <laughs> yeah. cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get good chamois cream. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's going to be tough and it's a different culture, but if, if you like working hard, if you like going faster than running down the road, then biking is definitely free it's a great workout it's easy on the joints if you're not a sprinter and lifting really heavy weights like myself but uh yeah it's i I mean yeah (laughs) so like myself she kind of did flex if you're not yeah if you're not actually watching the podcast she did kind of flex when she said that yeah um, now last question we ask everybody (laughs) this um, and I never, I try to never prep somebody for this because I think it's really interesting to hear what they say on the spot. Um, so we are Coffee and Vanchez podcast. So the, uh, the question is, if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, dead or alive, how would you take your mm-hmm. coffee? And if you feel like that individual probably wouldn't want coffee because some people are like, well, this person would want to have a Guinness with me. So I would have a Guinness mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, okay, then it could be any drink. But coffee per se um uh-huh. how would you take your coffee who would it be and why okay i'm having a latte or a a latte i'm having a latte um this is tough i my favorite person back in the day or like i see him in movies and i love him is jim carrey And he's kind of taken a turn and gotten a little political and is different now. But I guess um, I probably want to have a a cup of coffee with Jim Carrey. I was and I don't know how. Really? Yeah. Like I was like I was expecting you to say like Amy Schumer or like some comedian (laughs) that you would just think is hilarious, and then you would just probably make a funny video with. But that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, then that'd be the goal out of all of it. Do coffee <laughs> with Kelsey and Jim. So yeah, <laughs> and you guys start your own podcast, Coffee with Kelsey and Jim. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, cool, guys. Well, it really thanks. takes off. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much for doing this, um, guys. If you haven't already, please go check out Kelsey's social media. I'll put down a link in the description below. Other than that, I wish you luck in training. Um, I hope you guys are able to smash watermelons in between your legs. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, they posted a video about that too. They're still working on it. Um, and it might take them to Olympic gold. Other than that, guys, thanks again. See ya.